0: What's your story? Whether you are a client or an independent financial advisor, we know you face many important decisions that can affect your and your clients long-term financial success. Welcome to the WIN Podcast. What's important now with Corey Heimanson, accredited investment fiduciary and president of Heimanson Wealth Advisors. In this podcast, Corey helps you identify your goals and objectives through financial education and comprehensive planning, while inspiring you to make better behavioral decisions in your personal finance. With a twist on pop culture and current events, join us as we explore growth and protection strategies for individuals, advisors, and their businesses. Come and discover what's important to you now.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Win Podcast with Corey Hymanson. Corey, how are you? Great, Eric. Good to see you. It is good to be back with you, my man. And uh, I'm 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 excited about today's topic. This content is well, I, I think it's. Evergreen, in a way, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, I think that's a fair
1: statement. Yeah. So why don't you share with the audience what we're going to be talking about today?
2: I titled this the storm episode. So stormy weather, stormy life events, you name it. You know uncertain difficult times how about that
1: yeah yeah and and we're recording this just about a week after a little less than a week actually of some pretty major storms that came through and i know that andover kansas uh, thankfully i I, from what i read and what i heard nobody perished in that but there was a tornado that touched down there there was lots of thunder and lightning and rain around us and and uh, i know this podcast is nationwide but i think everybody you know, no matter where you live, you can, this can resonate with you. You know, you've been through a storm of some kind, one, one kind or another, and there's always things that you think about during that time or prep that you do beforehand. So are we talking about preparation for storms? Are we talking about managing the storms? Or How do you, you know, what are we breaking this down to today?
2: Yeah. I, I would even call it a combination of that. I, obviously storms, by whatever definition that is you know are things that surprise us essentially mm-hmm. or maybe there's a little bit of warning but you have to adapt and adjust and, and make the best of the situation essentially and and i'm not trying to make light of horrible events that happen that cause destruction but i think it's a good way for people to think about you know what a storm is or or how you get through a storm and, and what you appreciate on the backside of getting out of a storm essentially
1: so as you were saying that something popped in my mind and, uh, I don't want to lead us down a rabbit hole here, but, um, when, when it comes to storms, physical rain, thunder, tornadoes in, in, in the Midwest, at least if you're tuned in, if you're tuned into the news stations, if you're tuned in to the weather channel app or whatever, uh, that, that can bring you that information ahead of time, right? Like you were saying, sometimes you're a surprise. Sometimes there's not a lot of warning, but if you're tuned in and you're kind of monitoring, then you have a much better chance, right? Of, of not taking as much damage or being more prepared. I would say that, um, thinking of COVID, if you were tuned in to what people were saying, I mean, it's not like we had years warning, but we, people were talking about it a little bit ahead of time and it did come upon us fairly quickly, but it was a few weeks before, you know, we saw a lot of the, I guess the turmoil that that quote unquote storm called. And that's kind of how I view you is that when it comes to finances, you're the guy that's tuned in. And, and if, if I'm tuning into you, <laughs> not just the podcast, but I mean, talking to you on a regular basis and, and you're the one that's tuned into what's going on and it's, you have more advanced notice than most people. Am I misspeaking? Or, I mean, is, is, is that a fair statement? I don't want to pump you up too much or, you know, <laughs> but, but that's how I look
2: at it. No, I think that, I think that's a very good statement and, and you can compare it to other walks of life too. So if, Mm-hmm. If I want to go to the local gym and, and get in shape and get healthy and, you know, I, I would probably get better results if I rely on a trainer. Absolutely. That, that knows what's going on, has the knowledge, the expertise, they've been there before. And, and sometimes they got a kick you in the tail a little bit too, but when it comes to investing and finance and things of that nature, I'm not saying everything I suggest is rock star perfect every time, but I've been around the block long enough and I know enough that I've seen things and I just know certain things to look for. But I also know that if you make good decisions and you have good preparation, the chances of good outcomes coming your way is, is substantially higher than if you're just winging this mm-hmm. and, and just randomly going off in 42 different tangents.
1: Yeah. Well, before we were actually recording, you were you're were telling me about somebody I had never heard of before and that's Grace Hopper. Am I saying her name right?
2: Yeah. It, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and having all these birthdays that I, I'm really intrigued by these historical quotes of people that I've certainly never met. Mm-hmm. But um, Grace Hopper was in the US Navy and she apparently was one of the pioneers in in computer programming. Wow. I guess. Now, not saying her and I are tight on this and know a lot of uh, common things, but the quote that I found from her that is so awesome, it says, a ship in port is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. Hmm. And it's like, man, you you think about that and it's like, that ties right into these stormy weather comments or or the first thing I think of, market volatility. Markets and investments, sometimes they do things that just don't make any sense, but that doesn't mean you stay away or that you're wrong or you, you get scared out. I mean, just like that ship, you know, the reason it's built strong and it has a purpose is to go out there and do its job. So sometimes you gotta take on the stormy seas to get the reward or to get to the destination you're try- trying to shoot for.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it's so funny, I, I'm drawing this parallel in my brain here, the ship in port, it, it's safe. That, that, that's her. That's her quote, but it's still rusting right? It's still deteriorating. And I I look at, I look at, you know, somebody says, well, if I have cash at my house and my safe in my, in my house, it's safe, (laughs) but guess what? It's deteriorating too, right? I mean, you know, with inflation and everything else, it's not, it's not necessarily safe. I mean, it's, it's sure it's safe from market volatility, but you're still losing. It's still rusting away.
2: Yeah. the, The name of the game is purchasing power risk. You know, and and when Mm -hmm. inflation and things cost more next year and the year after that, that money stacked up in your safe or buried in the backyard doesn't, doesn't keep up. It doesn't do you any good. And I am amazed how often I talk to someone and they say, yeah, I have a safe at home and I own, boy, a lot of people seem to own silver coins too. I don't know, (laughs) but, but a lot of people have cash piled up in a safe in their house and it just amazes me. You know, it's okay to have a little money around the house, but I, I don't know why anybody would have $10,000 in a safe, but it seems like you hear people that do this.
1: Yeah, I don't know what uh, emergency fund needs to be that high in, in a safe, right? I mean, uh, sure. Yeah,
2: money at the bank, you can get to it within mm-hmm. a day or two. I mean, not many surprise events happen in life, like like TV or movies where you have to have ransom money or something in yeah, two hours. You know, know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know. It just... It's a safety net of sorts, and, and that's somewhere where I'm going to go down the path on the, on this podcast is, you know, it's good to have some safe money. And then you want some medium-risk money and some long-term or more aggressive money. I mean, but you don't have to have it in, in greenback cash in your back pocket or in your safe at home.
1: Yeah, and and for any of our listeners that actually do have kidney money set aside, just we're not making fun of you just there's a better way <laughs> and maybe a more okay, legal is, way yeah. too
2: <laughs> yeah i mean eric you, you really nailed it right there whatever your system is out there whoever's listening whatever your system is that's fine it's your system yeah <laughs> but just understand the consequences of your actions so if you're stacking up money and it isn't growing for you or you're investing in uh, silver coins or gold or palladium, things we've already talked about before just understand the opportunity cost of that trade-off mm-hmm. of not being invested, not getting that dividend, not getting that interest income. You know that there's different ways to. Jesus, was, was I going to say skin a cat? Can I even say that?
1: Yeah. Well, I already talked about kidney. <laughs> Cats are fine.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know where that saying ever came from. Somebody will have to research that and drop me an email. But, yeah, email in. Uh, I guess the point is, there are consequences to every decision. Yeah. And so you want to make good decisions because that's going to help your consequences.
1: Okay. So let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about, I mean, we already know the consequences of not, you know, following good instructions and and seeking out somebody who's tuned in or or who's in the know. How do you talk to your clients about it or or how do you explain how you deal with adversity?
2: I I think the first thing I do is I explain that there are going to be events of adversity. We are not going to make perfect decisions and avoid all these bumps in these roads or, Mm -hmm. or turbulence on that flight, whatever it is, there will be events that are going to, shake your system a little bit at times but that's part of the game and so we try to i always use the term buckets and and every time i use it i think well that's so simple but then maybe that's why it's good you know so if i'm visiting with you eric or or the next client or whomever we talk about having maybe five different buckets and, and they look at me funny and and what i mean by that is we we segment so to speak your your assets into different objectives or timelines, essentially. Mm -hmm. So bucket number one is going to be safe money. Does that mean safe as the safe in your house or checking or some kind of money market account that just doesn't fluctuate? That's the money we're going to use first for things that you need to spend on or emergency type situations. Investments, cash, anything in that safe bucket, number one, we don't want it being volatile. We don't want it fluctuating with the bond index markets or the, the fixed income market or the equity markets we want that to be safe safe and boring mm-hmm. bucket number two can be a little bit more aggressive maybe that's the money we're going to try and tap in three years from now or four and then maybe bucket number three is in the middle that's a 10 years from now you know on and on and on and so out there to you know your 30 or 40 year future that can be your retirement plan at work your 401k that, that should be aggressive because hey that can weather volatility, it can weather storms because you're not gonna tap that money until you're after 59 and a half years old. So maybe that's, okay, I said 40, maybe it's 30 years from now. Mm -hmm. But if you think about, if a person frames their mind around what I've just described, then the headlines on TV or on your phone aren't scary because your retirement money is so many decades away that don't sweat it, just keep adding to that account what you need to solve. And here's the name of the podcast. We're talking about what's important. Now let's take care of what's important today or now that's bucket. Number one, if you got bills to pay, you got a kid going to college in six months, that is money. You don't want to screw up for lack of a better professional phrase. Mm -hmm. So we keep it in the safe spot And, and we mix and match these things. And we, we change things on the fly. And that's what having a coach in your corner does, whether it's me or any other financial professional, just like the trainer at the gym, Somebody that can give you the advice you need to hear it, whether you want to hear it or not, good, bad, or indifferent. You want somebody being real with you.
1: Corey, it's, you and I have been talking for a while. And, and I like to think of myself as a student. <laughs> you know, if I can sit down with somebody who's a whole lot smarter than me like you are, that's, that's what I want to be. So it, it's interesting because I just had to do this, the, the kind of the bucket approach. We were My wife was driving with my son, who's a mechanic. And this was you know, about a month ago. And out of nowhere, her, she had a little Nissan Murano and it just started shaking like crazy and running terribly and, and they pulled over and it, it wouldn't start right. And my son's like, I'm you know, I'm not sure. Obviously, he's got to take a look at it and so on and so forth. We've already poured a bunch of money in this. It's, it's an 07, right? So it's, it's, it's past its prime. It's over 200,000 miles and we've been thinking about getting something anyway. But it was just not very good timing. And I'm like, man, we're not ready to get something right this moment. We're not going to go out tomorrow and buy a car. I'm a guy who likes to research. So... That, that next day, because we need two vehicles. I've got a truck and it runs great. But we do need two vehicles right now because we you and I've talked, we just sold our home, we're moving into another one and, and, and there's all sorts of things going on. So I had, you know, I had the cash, if you will, I'm using air quotes, the cash to rent a car. So I, I I for my business I rent cars all the time. So I just went down to budget and said, Hey, I need a car for probably a week, maybe two weeks. And so it was a little over a week and it cost me like four hundred bucks. That's not too bad to buy myself time to be able to pull the money from different locations that I'm going to spend on a car. My wife and I agreed our budget was about 10000 bucks for the car. And we found one. But we found one near the end of that week. So giving us that cushion, being able to pull quick instant money, the 400 bucks it would take to, to get a rental car for a week. So I could take my time, research what car we wanted, find the right one that she liked, and then make that purchase with, you know being able to pull money out of other accounts where I'm not having to dip into any 401ks or anything that's going to be that long-term bucket you're talking about, it was so incredibly helpful and so less stressful than trying to make a snap decision right that same day.
2: You've, you've hit it on the head and it's got my mind just racing. I get all jacked up with that. <laughs> and when what's coming to my mind is a number one, yes, you did a good thing sometimes you got to put a bandaid on things
1: mm-hmm.
2: in order to get to the next step of of the bigger solution and, and the first thing that's popping into my mind and I get this from a lot of times it's newer clients who you know maybe they only have one account at my office and they're pretty new to the game and they really focus on how much did I put in that account I took some withdrawals I put some in what's really my my true cost in this you know have I made a dollar am I down a dollar and it's not the right question to ask because you're you're looking backwards. You're driving that car by looking in the rearview mirror and that's not how you do it. You go through the windshield and you got to look forward.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't care if your account's lost money already or not. I don't care if your vehicle just died. You got to solve for that right now, looking forward. And if that means spending some money to then make a good decision, that's okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You can't focus on the true cost of things sometimes or or, or historical events. You just got to circle the wagons and come up with the next best decision to get you going forward because that's how you succeed in life it's it's a lot of small victories not just one major grand slam or (laughs) I I think you know where I'm trying to go yeah but and that all ties back to the storm too life is not perfect. Investing is not perfect. There's going to be sometimes where you have to step back and say, Oh, well, I kind of goofed that thing up. But you know what I learned from it. And I'm better because of it.
1: Yeah. Yep. And that's in, in speaking to you about the, the market volatility that we faced in, you know, 2020. Uh, With COVID and the the drop in the market you've you've spoken on previous podcasts before about panicking right and and not Making those snap decisions people that pulled out of the market when it went down, you know At 30% in March of 2020 missed an incredible rebound and they and they lost a ton of money because they didn't participate in that rebound you, you, You spoke about that same thing with this this car. I mean, it seems silly but By waiting that week, actually it was about eight days or so, we found the perfect car with way less mileage than we ever thought we could, and it just happened to be on the the last day that we were test driving three or four different cars. It just happened to pop up, and we got exactly what she wanted at a much better price than we ever thought possible because we didn't panic and go out and buy a car that same day that our car crapped out on us. You know what I mean? So, um, I I think that I mean it's a very very small example, but when you talk about that i mean you're 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 speaking just straight truth you're giving yourself that time to breathe and i think that that's what in a lot of ways an advisor does you or somebody else whether it's another advisor people that are working with advisors that are listening this right now hopefully they're helping you to take the emotion out of decisions so i mean because the storm is emotional period
2: no absolutely and in my mind the first thing i was thinking as you were saying that is there's a difference between cost and value. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of people in your situation would have said, I'm not going to go rent that car for 400 bucks because I got to buy a new one anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm going to save that 400 bucks and put that toward the new car. But no, I mean, the right way is what you did. Take your time, you know, and end up getting a better deal instead of making a snap judgment on emotion. And you really nailed that because that is the number one thing That a good advisor can do? Well, there's two things. A good advisor listens more than they talk. And number two, they can take the emotion out of things when it comes to making good decisions. And that is so important in life. It takes money to make money, as they always say too, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's okay to spend on things that will value or bring value to you down the road, whether that's that vehicle, an advisor, an accountant, a physician, on and on and on.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about how you do that with clients when it comes to specifically when it comes to volatility and and making sure that your clients are taking from the appropriate bucket and really understanding that concept that you're 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 telling them. Um, How do you do that?
2: Yeah, we we go what I like to say a little above and beyond what what most offices do. And, And so once we identify those buckets that we already talked about, we also have technology in place here, where we are scoring every investment asset in every account every day
0: Hmm. and
2: so what that does is it lets us identify hey what kind of volatility level or what kind of risk level do we want in the first bucket or the third bucket or the fifth and by having technology on all these things we can instantly see if something's out of whack so kind of like you said if you're watching the weather updates or the weather channel and you know there's a storm moving your way you have a little bit of warning yeah that's exactly what we're doing here too We're looking at all the pieces of your financial puzzle. And if we see something that doesn't look right or doesn't pass the smell test or whatever you want to call it, we have got time to adjust or at least have the conversation and educate what the consequences are. If we don't make adjustments for that client.
1: Yeah. Well, the crazy thing is, is that before, before I had an app on my phone that allowed me to see the the radar, Corey, I, I never really understood how a storm got to us. That sounds really stupid, but, but I hope the audience forgives my, my, the way I'm saying that, but really I always thought it was like, so there's a storm that is, is coming in from, you know, maybe Colorado or maybe it's coming up from the South. You know, I'm, I'm I'm in Nebraska, so I'm just using this as a reference right in the middle of the country. We get weather from North of us, South of us, West of us, eh, sometimes East, but not, not normally, but it, it, depending on what, where it's coming from, it brings something else with it. But when I started looking on the app and, and had Access to Doppler radar, I've I've realized that storms can just crop up out of nowhere. So some some of them you can see coming for a while, and then all of a sudden you 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 put that uh, that app in motion and it shows you storms that are just gonna be created because of the different winds that are coming in or whatever. You don't even see them coming. It's not like it's coming from the Gulf or it's coming from another state. They just pop up. So I, I kind of see it as two different types of storms. I know that you. You talk about being able to weather the storm and, and avoid them, but how do we build a good strong foundation to be able to to do that and not be concerned about noise, right? Because storms bring noise and so does the media. I'm just drawing a quick parallel there. Yeah. <laughs> the media brings <laughs> lots of noise, quote unquote, but because storms bring noise as well. So how do you help people build that good foundation?
2: Yeah, it, building... A good investment plan or making good financial decisions is not just a snap your fingers and it's done forever situation it's like building something it's like you know you could almost say it's like building a house mm-hmm. if you're building a house you're either gonna put down a slab of concrete or in, throughout the Midwest it's usually a basement mm-hmm. you know in a foundation you've got to have a solid starting point under you before you start building upward and yeah. getting fancier and, and all the details and things and so I do like in a financial or an investing or a financial planning journey is a step by step of, of construction, essentially 20 year old person that comes in to open their first account, they can't have the entire big mansion on the end of the block that everybody else wants. You got to start small essentially, and you build things up and you got to get comfortable with each step or each level before you go on to the next. and. And and then once the whole journey is complete, and 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 you've got the yard landscaped and all that stuff, and the pool out back or whatever your your thing is, you know, then you got to pass it on to the next generation. So I mean, a financial plan is a living and breathing thing for a lot of people and a lot of years.
1: Corey, I love that analogy because as a homeowner myself, when when we bought our house, the first thing I was concerned about was making sure that we had it inspected. Right, had that foundation was good. That we had everything that was that was supposed to be in place. And then if it was going to rain, the roof was still good. We knew the roof was good. Windows were okay, right? They're, they're a little older, but they're good. Um, it wasn't until we made sure that everything was running smoothly, as smoothly as it possibly could, that then we decided to beautify the house. Does that make sense? Am I saying that right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, we, we planted a tree where an older tree had been and we had to take out planted a tree there my wife is amazing with flowers so she's got all sorts of flower beds hostas are a thing for her i just those are things are crazy you can't even kill you can't kill a hosta i don't i don't know (laughs) anybody out there but our yard has so many around the edges and it's just it's gorgeous. And she started planning some at the new house, you know, so that we have, I mean, they come up every year. Like I said, you can't kill them even the dead of winter. Um, they pop up again and they're beautiful. So we, we started to do that. And I, I kind of see that as part of, you know, an overall retirement plan or an overall financial plan that you, you get that core, you get that foundation, you get it moving in the right direction and then you have that freedom to beautify it with, with maybe some different options that you're gonna do, or maybe some other things that you're thinking about, or, or maybe some other investments that you're interested in. But because you have that foundation, it allows you the freedom to beautify your plan. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like the fruits of your labor, right? Isn't yeah. that what they say, you know, that as years go by and you've, you've done the right thing with your finances, you know, eventually you can start to see the bounty yeah. So to speak, kind of like your hostess, you know what I mean? It's like, boy, they get better every year. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what this does too. And eventually the conversation, the bar keeps getting raised that I don't have to talk about charitable giving or donor advised funds with a 25 year old, mm-hmm. but their parents or their grandparents have already been down the path or the journey that they're on to a new topic. That's different that's right. that pertains to their situation. Every advisor out there in North America is going to tell you, oh, you got to set goals and you'll get to them 40 years from now. Eh, sort of right. But I mean, again, the podcast here, what's important now? Let's solve mm-hmm. for today. And we know that these decisions we make today compound, snowball, whatever you want to say. And eventually we got a lot of good decisions in our pocket. And, and then we're on to bigger and better things. And it's just part of the overall satisfaction curve of life for the enjoyment phase, you know, whatever you want to call it. This is not about how much money you have. It's about doing the things you want to do, retiring the way you want to retire, and that doesn't mean uh, skydiving or you know all the fancy pictures you see in magazines. You know it might be just donating your time or sitting out back with your grandkids on the back porch. I mean, whatever it is, but yeah. it's your plan, and you should by all means dominate it as long as you can throughout life by having a coach kicking you in the tail.
1: There you go. So as we wrap up this podcast, what are your closing thoughts?
2: I, I mean, really. What this comes down to is if you want to weather a storm or take a flight across the country, it really comes down to two things that are important, optimism and faith, faith in the plan that you're part of, because there's going to be turbulence on that flight. There's going to be bumps in your day-to-day living or your job career, whatever it is. But you got to have optimistic beliefs that, Hey, I'm going to get through this and I'm going to be somebody and I'm going to make the world a better place. Man, I'm on a cheerleading bucket today, aren't I? Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's so much better than that kidney bucket. So, <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, well, we made it, made a round turn. Um, yeah. But you know, this stuff isn't easy. It yeah. takes effort. You know, you got to you got to walk the right path for a long time and and take time and patience to to do good things with your investments and your money and and your joy of life.
1: Yeah. Well, and I don't want to beat a dead horse here. Boy, there's a lot of dead animals in this analogies today, isn't it? Sorry about the cats and horses, guys. Uh, but it, really with this house analogy, uh, I'm, I'm thinking that there's people nationwide, again, that, that listen to this podcast uh, and they get a lot of information out of it. But if they're interested in being able to sit on their porch and and the porch of their financial plan, right? That You know, they built this foundation. They built this financial plan that this house, if you will. And they're ready to kind of sit and enjoy the fruits of their label labor. And they want to be able to just kind of look around and say, I'd like to add some little touches here and there, but I don't have to because I'm secure in where I'm at. Not everybody's in that situation. And I know that there are people that are listening that probably want to be in that situation and aren't. So please give me your contact information so they can reach out and whether they're, they're not working with anybody else or if they are, I know that you always do second opinions.
2: Absolutely. No matter where you are on your journey, it never hurts to get another opinion of somebody else because your journey can be improved from this moment forward, you know? And so I'd encourage people to call or email us. Uh, let's go with email today. How about podcast at the dot today?
1: Wow, that's perfect. I, I love that. Is that one new?
2: Uh, yeah, we've got it under the perfect. radar here for a while. But yeah, we like to roll out new things once in a while.
1: All right, love it, love it. Corey, thank you so much for your time today, man. This, is, this has been fantastic.
2: Absolutely, it's always a joy.
1: All right, and of course our last thank you goes to you listening audience Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the win podcast with cory hymanson If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below This way when cory comes out with a new podcast It'll show up directly on your listening device And this makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family And if one of your friends family works with PETA, We really didn't harm any animals in this podcast <laughs> at all So please don't write in for that write in for other reasons Please. Anyway, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Hymanston Wealth Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next
0: time. Thank you for listening to The Win Podcast. What's important now? The show that helps you achieve your financial dreams. To ask questions about topics covered during the show or get a copy of Stop Doing Dumb Things With Your Money by Corey Hymanson, visit www.HeimansonWealth.com or give us a call at 712-472-3867. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., and wealth advisors and Securities America are separate entities.